Welcome to the season one, first full episode of The Other Side of 45. This episode is about the real me. Hiding in plain sight was the real me. The me that I didn't introduce to people at PTA meetings, work, and other parent center interactions. Due to my upbringings, I wasn't sure who I was. Someone who I crossed paths with shortly after my religious ousting asked me what made me happy. Believe it or not, at 35, I had never been asked that question before. So I answered what brought me joy, which of course was my children. I listed all the things that most parents would talk about when they're talking about how great their children are and how much joy and happiness their children bring them. And after I listed all those things, the person said, of course parents are happy when the children are happy but what about you what makes you happy outside of being a parent and your children i really didn't have an answer my entire life i was told what should make me happy but i never learned what it actually made me happy and i knew then that i had no idea who i was and I felt so lost, and I did not know how to move forward. The first few, year, few years outside of my outscene, I refused to address my purpose and what I wanted in life. I couldn't or maybe wouldn't share my true feelings because I sometimes didn't know how I felt. I seriously didn't know. And growing up, I, I never felt normal. I had a stepfather and an identical twin sister. And after my mother remarried, not only did we join this religious organization where everybody knew each other, we moved into a neighborhood where everyone had already known each other for years. And all my friends' parents were still together. And I felt like an outsider, not normal. So when my divorce was final and I moved to the suburbs, I once again was a odd person out, not normal. We moved into an area where all the families had lived in the same neighborhood for years. There were friendships formed and bonds made that I did not fit into. I had no husband, I worked full time, and I was living in a rented space. The parents I met were homeowners, married, most stay-at-home moms, soccer moms, room moms involved in the parent groups at the school. They went on vacations together. They invited each other to dinner, happy hour, holidays, barbecues, and the like. Much like when I was growing up, I was not like the others. But this time, unfortunately, I was bringing two children with me. I felt so much guilt for this. This will be detailed in future episodes, I'm sure. I didn't feel comfortable sharing my background with them. And when in their presence, I didn't feel welcome. I didn't understand the inside jokes, had no experience with the neighborhood gossip, and had nothing to add to the conversation other than what was happening at the time. And I didn't make friends with these people. They were nice. We laughed and enjoyed the moments we shared as parents with our children. But outside of what brought us together, there was nothing. There were no invitations to dinner, barbecues, or holiday events. 
And it was explained to me, although the person who told me this was not talking about me, that couples look for other couples to hang out with. She said, if a wife gets along with a woman, but her husband doesn't vibe with that woman's husband, the invitations are not extended. And again, while she was not talking about me, it definitely resonated with me. I had no husband for their husbands to vibe with. I didn't fit in. And here I am. I felt outside once again, not normal. I'm not like the others. But it's not all on them. And although the conversation that I had with her did cause me some doubt, I also didn't try. I also didn't know how to try. Back then, for me, it was more important for my children to make friends, to make friends and to feel as normal as possible. I wrote and rolled them in dance, cheer, soccer, gymnastics, swim. I took them to all of the school and community events. I encouraged them to attend parties and sleepovers and have parties of their own. And despite, despite them being very active, and being invited to lots of parties, they still struggle with friends. Now, side note, they learn to make friends and they are better at it than I am. I talk very candidly to my children about the lack of experience making friends and my lack of friends. But to be clear, it was age appropriate. And I left a lot out, which is why they never really understood. I used my experience to help them when they had issues with their friends. One day I was hit with the reality check by an associate. I don't remember why I felt comfortable sharing my background with her this particular night, but I did. At that time, she was the second person in my life that knew about my upbringing. She asked many questions and I, for some really strange reason, I answered them all. And I was honest. It was a vulnerable time for me, and I'm grateful with how she handled it. No judgment. And that was new for me. I always felt judged. It was she who said the words out loud, out loud and I'm paraphrasing. She said, you seem as if you don't want to be friends. You're very close off. And we talked for a long time that night. She dropped some truths that I had not yet recognized and probably wasn't ready to address. Well, I know I wasn't ready to address them because here I am, years later, beginning to address some of them. She helped me to see that I could have friends if I really wanted them. She gave me advice, which, you know, sometimes when needed, I would share with my children when they had issues. A lot of advice I didn't take, at least not immediately. Advice that I'm still having a hard time following. One piece of advice she gave me was to be prepared to let things go. Friends will disappoint you. You have to examine how important that friendship is before discarding the friendship. She also said the obvious, open up. That's the one that's still hard for me. So hard. For years, I thought as many people did that being married and surrounded by friends was a sign of a happy life. If you don't, you didn't have that, there's something wrong with you. 
especially if you're a woman. And as a black woman, I'm constantly reminded of the statistics of being married. But since I had already been married and divorced, that didn't bother me as much as the lack of friends. I didn't want to be one of those single moms who used her children as her social life, as her friend base. I've encouraged my children to live in their truth and to enjoy their lives full with as many friends as they feel comfortable, no maximum, no minimum. I knew that being alone wasn't a real problem as long as I was living my life to the fullest. But I had no real proof that I could do things alone until I attended a PTA meeting in Las Vegas alone. I flew to Vegas alone. I had a hotel by myself. I usually shared with a room. I usually shared a room. I had meals alone and I walked the Vegas Strip alone. When I tell you I had a great time, oh my God, it was wonderful. And I proved to myself that I could live a full life without a mate or no or few friends. I know that may seem like a very small thing to most people, but it was huge for me. It was huge. See, if you visit my 50-50 by 50 list, you will notice that many items on that list is designed to do things alone. The real me is content with being alone because that's no longer a stigma. And I thank the women on TikTok for that. Women are choosing to be single. Traveling while single is now normal. And guess what? Eating alone is also welcome. See, I'm not antisocial. I'm not anti-friend. I'm just fine with that part of my life. Okay, now just fine is a nod to the theme song of my life by Mary J. Blige. And here I am on the other side of 45. An empty nester, an aspiring entrepreneur, founder of Black Girls Who Network. I'm beginning my journey on this plant-based diet. And now I'm a podcaster. And that's who I am today. It took me until now to get here. And I'm here. And I thank those who are in my life for a reason and those who are in my life for a season because I learned a lot from those people. So a big thank you to you, wherever you are. But you know what's exciting to me? What's exciting to me is who I will be when I turn 50. A better version of who I am today. And every day of my life, I want to embody what the great Mary J. Blige says. I like what I see when I'm looking at me, when I'm walking past the mirror. Don't stress through the night. At a time in my life, ain't worried about if you feel it. Got my head on straight. I got my vibe right. I ain't going to let you kill it. You see, I wouldn't change my life. My life's just fine so meet me on the other side of 45's podcast blog and instagram new episodes will really will be released every monday